This is the Pathways to Greatness podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Forrester. Many of you that follow me on social media have probably seen me say something about Highlight Coaching and Consulting. So what is that? So what we do at Highlight is we focus on teaching teens and young adults, and that's 18 to 35, valuable life skills that we wish we would have known. You know, I often ask the question, you've heard me ask it on some of these episodes of, if you could go back in time to high school and give yourself three pieces of advice, what would it be? It was actually an episode that I had not that long ago. Well, these pieces of advice is what motivated and inspired Jessica to create the ETA program to be able to pour back into teens and young adults because if we can equip them now in things that will help them make better decisions, not only through their high school years, their college years, but these are things that are going to stay with them forever. So if you're a parent listening to this and you have a teen or young adult, or if you happen to be a teen or young adult and you're listening to this as well, is the investment that you make today will pay massive dividends in the future. So these courses aren't free, um, these programs aren't free, but they're very, very worth it, if you ask me, because it's something that I know that I've just had to figure out. And so if I can help shorten the learning curve from 35 to 40 years down to just a few years, how can you put a value on that? Anyways, check it out. There's a link in the bio, not the bio, and then show notes um, for highlightcoaching.com. I encourage you to go there, check it out, reach out with questions, and let's have a conversation. Thanks. Here's the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Um, I'm very chipper. (laughs) So I just had a wonderful conversation with a a new acquaintance and I feel like it's going to be a friend over the long term because of what he has to offer. So today's episode, I talked to Sean Litvak and he brings a lot of awareness to leadership and self-leadership. And as we discuss on the episode, when you're on your pathway to greatness, you have to be willing and able to lead yourself in the best way possible. And Sean wrote a book, called Proverbs for Leadership, and he really focuses on the importance of self-leadership as well as leading others. So a couple of things that we talked about that were just absolutely fantastic is you have to look back at where you are to measure your progress, the importance of believing in others and sharing that belief. Like someone shared something relatively what seemed basic, but it was almost prophetic And what it did is it changed how he viewed himself. So think about how positive words can affect people and more importantly, how your negative words can impact people. We also talk about that everyone is leading, whether you want to or not. People watch the importance of don't self-sabotage. And the, the one big thing that left a very big impact on me is... $4 per minute. I'm not going to tell you any more than that, but when it comes up, it's going to have some aha moments as well. So I'll quit talking. 
So that way you can listen to Sean and I have a great conversation and hear the wisdom that he offers. Here we go. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind everybody, I wrote a book in 2020 and it's called Unleashed Potential. The link is in the show notes below. You can go anywhere on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, wherever online where you can buy books or my email address is in the show notes as well. And you can reach out for a signed copy. Go get yours today. It's awesome. Okay, we had lots of really good conversation, and so I have to hit record. We were talking about preparedness, preparedness and, yes. and what it really means, and I'll just jump into the question, and then I'll introduce you in a minute, is when you're yeah. thinking about leadership, what what is really required for preparedness, and what does that mean to you? So preparedness, what it means to, to me is Life is not a dress rehearsal. Life is life. And everything that you are doing now is preparing you for what is coming, for what is ahead. Uh, The other day, I was thinking about where I was a year ago to where I am now. The things that I was working on a year ago to what I am working on now. And I came to the realization that I wouldn't be working on those things that I am working on now if I hadn't have been working on different things a year ago that have prepared me for where I want to go today. So why do we forget that? Be- because we live in the moment. Yeah. And in the moment, we are measuring our progress. We are measuring our self-worth. We are measuring our um, insight into ourselves. That's the wrong word. We, we, we are measuring what we think of ourselves, our self-worth against other people. When what we really need to be using to measure is measure progress. Measuring self-worth is useless. Uh, in, in in my opinion, because we're all made in God's image mm-hmm. and that self-worth is there because of the supernatural that is within our lives, but, and being made in, in God's image, but where we are today, what we are dreaming of achieving, what we are planning to achieve, the steps we are taking now, if those steps are the same exact things we were doing a year ago, Well, then there is a problem with progress. But if we can look back to a period of time, a month ago, a quarter ago, a year ago, and say, oh, look what I am doing now. I have made progress. People forget to measure progress. They just look at the what is the finish line. It's like when I wrote my book. I've got it right here. Although we're on a podcast, there is a video too. When I wrote the book, Proverbs for Leadership, it was all about writing the book, all right? And then, ta-ta, it's done. Then it was all about publishing the book. Ta-ta, it's done. Now I am working on building a master class 
that I will make available on my website, Litvak Leadership, and on um, Proverbs for Leadership, teaching from the book. So it's never done. I thought writing the book was the hard part. No. Then I thought publishing the book was the hard part. No. Right now, I thought uh, creating the masterclass was the hard part. And I am happy to say it's not hard at all because I've done the work in writing the book and now transferring it to video is actually fun. No, that's awesome. <clears throat> well, look, let's, I'll, I'll hit pause on this conversation to introduce you to everyone. You already talked about your book, Proverbs for Leadership. But um, everybody, this is Sean Litvak, and I came to know you through um, Randy, I believe. Randy, Randy Chafee. Yeah, good old Randy, hybrid warrior. warrior. <laughs> yeah, and we had a good conversation previously, which then led to us saying, okay, well, we have to have you um, record an, an episode. And so the, the name of the podcast is Pathways to Greatness. And so the my whole intention of it is, is to show people other people's pathways, that it's not linear, and you just right. talked about it a second ago, the importance of looking where you came from to see where you're at and where you need to get to. And then most importantly is for people just not to quit. And you talked about it a second ago about looking back at your progress. And when people measure progress and they can see it, that's that that motivation that will help them continue to move forward. Um, and that's important to me because so many times I know I've quit just before I should have. And, yeah. and I think most people have that idea. And so a, a new mantra I have is I'll just quit tomorrow. And I just have to say, I tell myself that every day is just yeah. tomorrow, just tomorrow. But before we go deep, I like to do something fun. So I like to okay. ask some, would you rather questions? All right. Oh, this ought to be interesting. All right, let's have it. <laughs> They're fun. They're good. Ah. Um, so, and then one day I'm going to go back and I'm keeping statistics to see where everybody falls. So, oh, so would you rather the same questions? I do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, would you rather freeze time or go back in time? I guess go back in time. Okay. Why? Um. I'm assuming to observe and not to change. I wouldn't want to change anything uh, because I am who I am because of who I was. And I could change things, but then there's that whole butterfly effect thing from that movie where, you know, you change one little thing and it has repercussions that you have no ideas of. So I know I'm alive, I'm breathing, I'm healthy, I'm, I'm happy, I'm married, my kids are doing well. Um, so I don't want to change anything. I'd like to observe things to see what I can learn from them as a fly on the wall, as a third party, as opposed to experiencing them. Okay, fair enough. Would you rather live without music or TV? So... I don't watch a lot of TV. So when you say TV, are, are you talking about live streaming? Just just TV versus music. So anything that you observe visually versus listen to. Audio, oh, yes. Oh, 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 no. We can lose audio because if you have TV, 
then you still have audio. I'm the guy that I don't listen to podcasts. It's kind of funny. I listen to YouTube. Okay. I don't necessarily watch YouTube. I watch it occasionally, but when I'm walking Solomon the Golden, our 74-pound golden retriever every morning, I am listening to YouTube. I don't listen to podcasts because what I want to listen to, I have found on YouTube. I guess I can look for it on podcasts, but somehow I've gotten into this whole groove of YouTube. Okay. Fair enough. Well, they say YouTube's the number three search engine in the world. So it makes sense. It does. Okay. So this, this leads into this one. I wasn't expecting necessarily that answer. Would you rather read a book or listen to a book? Read a book. I don't want to listen to a book. I beg, I underline, um, I dog ear pages. I write in the um, margins and you know, and I don't have a preference over uh, electronic books such as Kindle versus paper books. Online, um, they both have a place depending upon what you're doing. Sometimes it's it's easier to just bring one book with you, but you've got six on your Kindle when 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 you're taking a, a long trip. Other times, you want to hold the page and leave your phone elsewhere and not be tied to it. Right. Okay. And then the last one's a fun one. Would you rather have pizza or tacos? If it is Chicago pizza, pizza. If it's pizza from anywhere else, tacos. Okay. So Chicago pizza trumps tacos? Chicago pizza trumps just about everything. Okay. Do you have a, a a restaurant, a favorite restaurant of Chicago pizza? Um, there's Gino's East, there's Giordano's, there's Lou Melnati's. I'd probably say Lou Melnati's is number one in my mind. Gino's East is number two. Giordano's, the most you know, commercial franchised of them all, is number three. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So now back to the nitty gritty. So thank okay. you for answering those. <laughs> <laughs> now for the whole reason that you came on. So, you know, you wrote, you wrote the book Proverbs for Leadership, and you gave us a a little bit of a taste of your thought process. So what I'd love to find out is give people a background of who Sean is and like, what, what are the credentials that provided you the opportunity to write a book like this? Sure. So Sean is a guy from the Chicagoland area who moved to the Louisville area in 1992 with his wife, uh, I've been in the same industry, uh, the building service contractor or janitorial industry, with the exception of three and a half years since 1991, Um, been in that same industry. And I've held roles in that industry in telemarketing, sales, operations, sales leadership, operations leadership, hybrid leadership, meaning leading sales and operation teams at the same time, project management, executive management, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. As, as, as I told someone the other day, I've held every role in the janitorial industry and done everything, um, stripping floors, cleaning bathrooms, whatever it took to get the job done. I've done everything except for owning the company. Always been a employee, an employee working for someone else. So in that time that I've been in the industry, 
I've worked for a handful of, of companies. I'm one of those guys that one company I worked for over 20 years, another company I worked for, um, uh, what, seven, eight years, another company I worked for for uh, between 90 and 120 days. That was a poor fit. And then, <laughs> uh, my current employer, I've been with them since January of 20. I started right before COVID. So my experience, so, so there's my business experience, or we'll use the word even secular experience. Then there's my experience in faith, where I invited Jesus Christ into my life as Lord and Savior in December of 1991, having been raised as a Jew, having been um, in high school saying I was going to go on to be a rabbi, um, having even taken the graduate studies course to apply to rabbinic school, having the rabbinic school, although I didn't apply, tell me that my English scores weren't good enough, but my math scores were, so I should come back in a few years after I improved, and then found Jesus Christ um, and invited him into my life as Savior, eventually as Lord, and we can talk all about that and how it relates to the book, but the thing is, is that I have walked a path. I have walked a path of business. I have walked a path of faith. And they have both been the incredible squiggly line and not that, you know, classic 45 degree angle of success. So when people say, well, who are you to write this book? I say, you know, I'm a guy with experience. Right. And, and that's such a wonderful explanation that other people need to take that look at their lives as well, because we all have the credentials to write a book. And we do. having done one as well, writing one as well, is that everybody has a story inside. And it's that imposter syndrome, which is a lie that nobody's interested yeah. in and it won't help anybody. Right. And for me, and I'll be curious for you, is that I see this as a legacy that lives forever. Because so many people, like my grandparents, they passed away. Well, their knowledge and their wisdom and the things that they can share, it's required on me to been able to pass those on. Well, if they didn't share them with me, they're gone forever. Right. And I encourage people to take on that opportunity to create a legacy that will live beyond. What are your thoughts? You know, it's 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 really interesting because my grandfather, Zajlit Litvak, emigrated from Eastern Europe. And I say Eastern Europe because the country that he told us he came from um, doesn't exist on the map and anymore. He told us that he came from white Russia, which he explained it as white, white Russia. One week it was Russia, one week it was Poland. When you look at um, one of these documents on the wall behind me, which is a blow up of his emigration papers. It says he came from Poland. But my grandfather had an entrepreneurial spirit about him that I didn't see in my father until he got older. My, mm -hmm. my grandfather sold the five and dime stores. He would load up his car, pull out the back seat, and go buy stuff from wholesalers, I guess. And then he was a distributor and, and sold the five and dime stores, which no, no longer exist. My father um, 
although he was in the trucking industry for years and years and years and, and the warehouse industry, um, ended up being an antique dealer, also um, buying antiques or junk and turning around and setting up at flea markets and, and selling it. And for me, it was like, okay, well, what am I interested in? Mm -hmm. And it, it's really been, I, th I think it's, it's a different type of sales that I have gone into is that I am selling, well, two things. <laughs> One, personal Im improvement, because the subtitle of my book is you must understand yourself and improve if you desire leadership that produces success in others. And two, um, I've always been very active in my faith. From when I was in high school, in college, I was very active in the Jewish community um, in the Chicagoland area and at the University of Illinois. To now as a Christian, I am very active in my church uh, where my wife and I are a member. And at the same time, any church we've attended, I, I've been very active and engaged and taking that walk of um, when I first got saved, I told people that, yes, I know I'm going to heaven, but I'll never tell people about it. And now I have very much an evangelistic nature about me. Someone told me the other day that um, I was going to be a big evangelist. Well, I haven't seen it yet to come. I know since that person has said that to me, it did definitely activate something in me where I have been even bolder about my faith just in recent weeks. And in the recent months, I've been even bolder than I was in the past. So what my father and grandfather selling merchandise, I am not so much selling, but promoting personal growth in relationship with God. Right. There's a long answer for you. No, that's a wonderful answer. And, and we've all been through eb ebbs and flows of, of that. And I think it's, it's powerful to be able to, like you said earlier, to go back and look, because now you know the progress that you've made because you, you've seen where you were and how you continued to grow and advance. One of the things that, that really had an impact on me was what you said is when someone told you that you were going to have an evangelistic impact mm -hmm. and having someone speak that into you, you just shared, it gave you a whole new sense of who you are. And so I'd love for you to dig in when you talk about leadership of how believing in someone and then sharing that belief with them can really make a big impact in their life. Sure. So what people have to understand is that words are powerful and you will only experience the power of your words if you understand yourself and improve. Mm -hmm. In my book, Proverbs for Leadership, one of the first things that I talk about is self-talk. And regardless of what you believe you're calling to be or what God has spoken to you as to what your calling is, the self-talk that you speak to yourself must align with it 
and must be that of encouragement and not tearing yourself down. Now, I say that as someone that on occasion, yeah, I, I got bad self-talk sometimes. You know, it's, it's, it's just how it is where you, you get bummed out. You have a bad situation. But what I've learned to do is pull myself out of it very quickly, just like any situation that you're in and, and you find yourself not necessarily having a positive outlook. So once you get your own self-talk together, and when I say get your own self-talk together, I mean being aware of it, adjusting it, and that is a continual process, but you are working at it. Then think about the words you are saying to others, because the impact that you are having on yourself, you are having an equally strong impact, and I, I won't say greater, I won't say less, I'm just going to say equally as strong impact on the words you speak to others. Um, just like you need to pause and listen, be self-introspective and listen to God. Well, when you go speak to others and you have a word for them, a word of encouragement, a word of correction, a word of insight, you need to make sure that what you're saying ultimately is a solution and not just tearing somebody down. Oh, man, that is absolute gold. And I want people to really hear what you had to say. And if you have to rewind to go back, rewind it, or just listen to it again, because I can use extra downloads always. But the, <laughs> the, the what was really good about that is being self-aware. And that's something that people have to really practice. It's not easy. And in word choice as well, there's a great book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And one of the things that he talks about is using the word but and really thinking about, are you using it improperly? So are you telling, are you trying to build somebody up? And then you say, but, which negates everything that you said before, and then you yeah. come in later. And so for me, it was like, okay, I need to be aware of just saying the word, but, and so practicing that and really being mindful of the words are so critical and it's 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 skill. I mean, it really self-awareness is a skill that you have to nurture and you have to work into. Well, and and it's not only a skill that you have to nurture and you have to work into, but you but what see there you go. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta lose butt there. I became so aware of it. Uh self-awareness is a skill that you have to nurture and work into. And it is something that never ends. Correct. You do not arrive at self-awareness. I've spoken on other live streams and podcasts about my total and complete lack of self-awareness and um, just focusing on myself. And I talk about it in the book. Um, and if I don't talk about it, I talk around it. I, I'm the guy that sends the email that says, okay, and here's when I need this. Because in my opinion, you have to give people deadlines, otherwise they make their own and they're not as quick as I want it done. But I did, but I, and 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 you can still do that. You just can't do it the way that I used to do it. And becoming self-aware of that and how one comes off to other people, for me at least, is a never ending 
pursuit of knowledge because I'll think that, oh, I'm I'm just being happy go lucky Sean. And they're like, no, you're being demanding Sean. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is nice Sean. <laughs> you don't want to see the other Sean. <laughs> you don't want to see the other Sean. You can't handle the other Sean. <laughs> well, and you 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 talked about your faith earlier, and that's critical for me is that I use tactics of sticky notes and then I have a mission statement. And the first line of the mission statement is I live a Christ-like example to others. And so for me is that that, that's the measure of self-awareness that I have to have. And again, I fall short often. I do have something though, that it's a measuring stick for me to say, okay, am I exhibiting the, the right thing that I need to that represents him and represents what he stood for and what we have, because we potentially will be the only Bible and the only Christ-like example some people will yeah. ever see. And Absolutely. if you're not self-aware of the words that come out of your mouth and discipline for that is somebody could go completely the other way based on things that you say. Well, and to add to that, it's also how you respond to them. I mean, recently I had someone ask me because I had written a book, they said, you know, you must know about publishing. And I'm like, oh yeah, kind of, sort of. I hired a publisher, but okay, yeah. They're like, I want to publish my music. Can you explain to me how to do that? I can't figure it out or hook me up with a music publisher. So this is a book, this is paper. This is written words. This is not instruments. This is not, you know, an, an uh, MP3. But I didn't say that. I said, why? Of course. Let me see what I can do to help you. And about two days later, I sat down and Googled, how do you publish your own music? I found three websites. I was like, these all sound reasonable. Sent the person the links. And they're like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So... It's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, realizing that people are going to come to you because this guy didn't see me as an expert on leadership, okay, or on personal development. No, I suddenly became an expert on publishing. And I'm waving my hands in the air for the podcast audience. So, you know, I became an expert on, on publishing, but I needed to approach this man and support this man, and at least give it an effort to help this man. Right. It's the being the good neighbor. It's yeah. that that opportunity to pour into others where, again, now you're even higher in his, in his thought and in esteem of confidence of Sean's a leader. And if I have a question about whatever, I'm probably going to go to Sean first, ask, and then he'll find me the answer. And that's a, a good role as a leader without a title. And we all yeah. can do that. And, and, and we're all leaders without titles. Um, excuse me. For a, a example, you know, everyone leads in their home. Even if you're living by yourself, great. You, you, you are leading in, in your home, but you've got family or friends somewhere and they are watching your actions. They are watching how you talk. They are watching how you do things. You are leading people either 
by design or by default. And I would encourage people that their number one leadership responsibility, and here I'll even go a step further, I would encourage men that their number one leadership responsibility is leading in the home, leading mm -hmm. their wife, leading their, their children. And I would also encourage the women that their number one leadership responsibility is coming into agreement with their husband and being an encourager and leading the children. I'm not talking about letting your, you know, letting yourself be bossed about or anything like that, which is wrong. I don't need to list all the wrong things, but in any situation, there can only be one ultimate, the buck stops here leader. Everything is not a conversation, although everything is a conversation, but a final decision has to be made. And, and I think what we're missing in the world today, why we see society crumbling around us in many ways is because of the abdication of men in leading their homes and the rise in men even abandoning their homes. Mm -hmm. I, I think things would be far smoother. <clears throat> things would be far um, smoother, straight line, make more sense if, if people walked in and understood their God-given gender roles. Oh, that, that'll get you some, some good hits on your podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. Me too. It's litvocleadership.com if you're looking for me. Um, your God-given gender roles and see how you can make your family right, your community right, your state right, your um, country right. Yeah, and you bring up such, again, valuable information and there's that that lack of leadership from the top down. I mean, you mm -hmm. read through history and with a without a a strong leader, the I mean, the patients run the asylum, basically. I mean, it just goes yeah. absolutely nuts when you don't have some sort of a a real hard moral line that people can follow that stands up for something. And I was listening to a couple of podcasts and, and it's the lack of a standard of the family and the roles that, that we should have in a family and just a standard of how to be a, a good human. And that's gray now, like people just are all over the place. Um, so when you're talking about leadership, you talked about self-talk and the importance of of self-leadership and on, on people's pathways to greatness, they need to lead themselves what are some other things that people need to do to help them lead themselves better? So to lead yourself better, once you start working on your words, uh, you need to not self-sabotage. Uh, look at those things in your life that are not producing. Figure mm -hmm. out and I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day, and I'll I'll, I'll share it he, here now. So, Jeff, is four dollars a lot of money? Not really. Okay. Do you bring? Do you have the opportunity? Can you help someone in a minute that is worth four dollars to them? 
Yes. Okay, so you are saying then that you are worth $240 an hour. Now, I think that's great. I came up with this the other day after I had had a long work day and I was eating dinner. I was out of town and I called a friend of mine all excited about this. That, and I'm calling it the $4 a minute realization that if you can materialize, if you can understand what you need to do to help people where they're willing to pay you $4 a minute for some period of time, then, and you can help them, truly help them. Your motivation is to help them. Well, that will go a long way to straightening out society. So the question is, what is in your life that is not worth $4 a minute? Hmm. Um, is it, what are you watching on TV? What are you streaming? What are you listening to? What are you eating? What are you drinking? What are you, did I say reading? What are you reading? Okay. Is it building you up? Is it improving your personal value to make you a greater value to someone else? Or are you tearing yourself down? Are you sabotaging your, yourself? You know, I know that I need eight hours of sleep. And I've had people go, eight hours? How do you have time for eight hours? Hey, I need eight hours of sleep. Otherwise, I don't get stuff done. So I have structured my day, my week, that for the most part, every night I get eight hours of sleep because that is what I physically need at this time. No, I don't go run on the beach, you know, because it's difficult to do, but I do exercise. So you need to figure out what you need to encourage yourself and not self-sabotage. And don't forget the supernatural element. The reason there are so many horror movies and so much science fiction out there, and I'm anti-horror movie, I'm not anti-science fiction. Um, I don't see why you want to scare yourself. Yeah, I'm Just with you. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, is though, what are you doing to engage with the supernatural, to engage with God, to hear from God, to sit down, shut up, and listen, and know what you're supposed to do. Do you ever take the dreams, plans you have written out and say, okay, Lord, is this what I should be doing? And, you know, I say all this as a quip. Sounds like I'm like so good at it all, but it's something that I am still working through doing regularly. I just know I need to do it. So that kind of personal leadership when you are engaging in those things, people find you attractive. I I sat down and, th and then I'll be, be quiet and have you ask me another question. I sat down to a lunch meeting with a bunch of people the other day for this event that we're planning. And if you, those who can see this on video, you'll see my notebook has tabs in it. And people are like, there you go, Sean. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're, they're like, you got tabs in your notebook. Those are what, the important things you need to go back to? You are so organized. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we're complimenting you. Get over it. We're complimenting you. You have taken the time to look in your notebook and tab things. Well, and I did it for the exact reason they said that I knew I wanted to go back to them, but I had trouble accepting the compliment. 
So that's something that I realized about myself that I want people to compliment me, but when they do, I have trouble accepting it. So I'm working on that right now. Yeah. It, that's all great stuff because it's the self audit and goes back to self-awareness. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll, I'll touch on what you just shared is that I'm like you, is that you, like I, I grew up with, and I still am challenged with a self-esteem issue from time to time, not as bad as it used to be, but it's that you want people to notice, but then it's almost, you want to not seem like you want that. And so it's the, they're like, Hey, you have a nice shirt. Oh, this thing. I got it at TJ Maxx for $6. Just say thank you and be done with it. And just like when people give you a gift and you fight it and you don't want it, and um, I think I got this from my mom. I may have got it from somebody else, but it's when somebody gives you a compliment, a gift, don't steal their joy in yeah. providing you that yeah. because they're giving it to you because it makes them happy. Because you you see someone with a big smile on their face, they're going to give you a gift or they want to pay for dinner or they want to do something. And then all of a sudden you make a big deal about it and it goes from a joyous moment to a fight. Yeah. And just don't steal other people's joy when they're trying to do something nice for you because it makes you uncomfortable. Just say thank you. And you know, you know what? You don't have to. And then their response will be is, I get it. That's why I want to do it. And then you can move past. The, yeah. the other things that you talked about was just the, the recognition of, of who you are and what you do and the importance of, of leading yourself through situations and I just, I appreciate all the, the, the things that you shared because it's valuable for the people that are on their own pathway to greatness to dig in and to just hear the words that you had to say and take a moment to sit down and be quiet. And so often I was challenged with that because I didn't like what I heard in my head. Mm. So until I gave those things up and I dealt with those things, then the voice, voices stopped. And it was a good thing. Now I can go all day without having the TV on and which I never used to be able to do. And you also talked about of, of the things that are worth $4 a minute doesn't have to be exercise. That's where you have to know yourself. And it could be sitting down with a good book. Like you just shared of just turning everything off, being in a peaceful moment. Maybe it's sitting on a park bench and just say, okay, I'm going to rest for 10 minutes. And I'm going to sit here and just read this book, turn everything off and think about, would it be worth $40 to have your sanity back because you just took a minute to quiet your mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a $4 a minute philosophy is not only what value do you bring to someone else that is worth $4 a minute. It is exactly what you said what activities and actions is an individual engaged in that they are building themselves up, that they are spending $4 a minute, putting $4 a minute into the personal growth bank. And that's, that's really, really good. So as we continue to go through and we talk about self-leadership, when you look back at writing the book, what were a couple of the challenges in writing the book that you learned from? So the first challenge was the original name of the book was Proverbs for Business. And the catalyst of it was I had just left 
a company that I had worked for for over 20 years. And the separation was um, not a fun one. And I was going to write a book about how business ought to be conducted because quite frankly, I was smarter than everybody that I knew. So I was gonna write this book and I had trouble writing it, thankfully. That was in 2011. And after six years of struggling and restarting to write this book, I, I finally prayed about it. And God told me, if you write this book, I will take care of everything five times over. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I think I know what it means now, but I am still exploring the full definition behind it because my immediate thought was about money. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll, I'll take care of everything five times over. That's the first thing I think everybody goes to when, when I say that. But what about relationships? Right. What about health? What about your relationship with God? What about um, desires you have in life? What about personal fulfillment? God, God told me if I if I wrote this book, he would take care of everything five times over, which is, you know, a lot. It, it, it is beyond comprehension as to what it could be. So at that point, the, the focus of the book shifted to, okay, instead of how to tell everyone what to do, let's talk about what I have done or should have done. And I found myself making a list of things that became the various chapters over time. And I then found scriptures to those various topics. And then I wrote about the scriptures. So the, the, I, I would tell people that if you are not digging into your faith at a minimum, you are missing out on the supernatural. You are missing out on God inspiration. Uh, I, I would also tell people, and just my opinion here, that uh, if you have not invited Jesus into your life as Lord and Savior, not just Savior, but Lord and Savior, giving him control, giving, looking at how he has done things, looking at him to direct you as Lord, you are missing out. Doing those two things, I think, makes a huge difference in an individual's life. And then the third thing I would just add is, you know, major on the majors, minor on the minors, and really there are no majors. Just, go, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about kindness all the time, mm -hmm. and lots of people have copied him on that. And and I have found that I am much happier when I am nice. Right. <laughs> Even when I don't want to be, I'm still happier when I'm nice and kind. For sure. There's no question. That's That resonates to everybody, regardless of what your faith is, is that when you're kind, you're happier. And it's harder. It's much, much harder. Well, especially for the type A people. But it's way better. The ENTJs. Oh my word. <laughs> well, what I, want, sometimes. I want people to hear what you said earlier about going from writing the book, telling everybody what you thought to sharing everything, what you learned. That's a complete leadership shift 
because it went from let me tell you what I know to let me show you what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And I'm so big, like you said earlier on word choices, because that now it comes from a genuine place of wanting to help, inspire, educate, mentor, and not, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Now listen to me. And so that sincerity will come through. The other part that I want to comment on that you shared that I will echo as well is once I made that shift, I grew up in a Christian home, but once I shift, shifted my alignment to God first, family second, work third, yeah. that it was all jumbled up. God was not first. I, I said that he was, but he was not. And once I got that in order, my life has completely changed in the sense of I'm happier, mm-hmm. I'm fulfilled. Indeed. More time with my family. I'm more effective in my work life. So just all these different things completely changed. Now, did it happen overnight? No, it's been a a really good discipline pathway and journey, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's so important for people to hear about that and to think and reach out to me, reach out to Sean, and we can share even more about our personal stories because I'm walking living proof just like you are as when you when you make that alignment change everything changes. Absolutely. It's it's I have a greater peace living a faith walk than I ever did not living it. And when I find myself falling out of a faith walk and being more in a Sean walk, a I've got to get this done walk my inner peace dissipates. For sure, for sure. So wrapping things up, because I want to be very sensitive to your time. I know you're busy. If you could look back, and you commented on this a second ago, if you could look back 15 years, let's say, or back to 2011 and give yourself three pieces of advice, what would they be? Three pieces of of, of advice. Um, the first one, I, I want to write these down as we do this. The first <laughs> I'll one, send you the recording too. <laughs> the first one is get over yourself, um, which, 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 which means you're not as smart as you think you are. Um, you're not as gifted as you think you are. And you have something to learn from other people. That's what get over yourself is. The second thing would be... Um, engage with God. And you you may think you have been engaging, um, but 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 there's so much more. There's so much greater opportunity. There's so much more to learn. Spend time with God. And the third one is um, it's all about family. That you can say, you're doing all of this for your family. But if you don't experience your family while you're doing all of this, whatever this is that you're doing for them, if you're not engaged with your family, then you're totally missing out. And the fourth one is, I'll give you a bonus. Okay. Pray like it depends on God and work like it depends on you and find that balance. Ooh, that sounds like a t-shirt. 
It is like a t-shirt. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and make sure I get that all down pat, but that, that Sean is, was really good. And it was, it was one of those episodes that, that I needed to hear because it reinforced so many different things that I've had. I've been thinking on and pondering on and praying on. And I know that will, it will make a, a, a big impact in the listeners that, that take the time to listen. And like I said, this is one that I'll listen to a couple of times and because it, it provides a lot of value and it, it tells people why they need to a follow you on social because you share a lot of very good, valuable information, buy your book to get more into it. And then when that masterclass comes out is to find out and, and join that and learn and be able to pay it back because everything that you're going to learn in here comes from a genuine place and knowing you and it will pay dividends in your family and your community and just everybody that's around you. Hey Amen. That sounds great. Thank you. Now, how can people follow you? Where can they find you? Sure. So you can find me um, pretty much on all social media. You can just go to um, litvokleadership.com. You can um, you can Google me and uh, all sorts of things will pop up. Uh, you can go to any social media. Oh, wait, I, I said that already. Or, I mean, you, you can go to my, my website, litvokleadership.com, L-I-T-V-A-K, leadership.com. You can uh, go get my book, Proverbs for Leadership, at proverbsforleadership.com. Or you can uh, email me at sean.litvok at litvokleadership.com. I'm pretty easy to find. Okay, perfect. And I'll have all the information. I'll get everything from you to make sure it's all correct and put those in the show notes for the people that hit that more button and go down there. Uh, but Sean, I, I greatly appreciated this time. Uh, I, I took a ton of notes and I'm grateful that you took time to, to talk to me and the listeners today. I, I appreciate you having me on uh, Pathway to Greatness today, Jeff. And giving me the opportunity to talk about my book, talk about my story, and just have a public conversation with you. Uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun, and you really drew some interesting stuff out of me. Yes. <laughs> Success. Well, I greatly appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pathways to Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with all your friends. Also, rate and review the show to help more people find these valuable conversations. You guys have a great day.